In a continued effort to broaden the perspective and definition of the word health, I'm joined today by Ryan Woods of Marathon Chiropractic. This is a cool opportunity for me to talk with Ryan because many of you may not know much about Marathon or Ryan, even though he's been a member with us for roughly two years. But it's also exciting because Ryan and Marathon have been doing some really cool things lately to broaden their own impact and service. So enjoy the conversation and go check them out at their new location on King Street. All right, everybody. As I said, we have Dr. Ryan Woods with us today talking about, you know, over the past couple of months, we've had uh, Coach Michelle on here. She's a multi-time CrossFit Games athlete, done an episode with Ben Parker, you know, is an orthopedic surgeon at App Ortho, done an episode with my old captain, Michelle Hummel, who was a cancer survivor, done an episode with Denise Presnell, who's a licensed clinical social worker, an episode with Kira Cardwell, uh, who's a certified life coach, and just a couple weeks ago, did an episode with Pat James in Charlotte, who is a personal trainer and a health and self-mastery coach. So I'm excited to have Ryan on today because we've talked about pain and compensation of weaknesses. We've talked about the importance of rest and recovery. We've talked about perspective, trauma. We've talked about habits and resiliency. And today, um, Ryan, I'm excited because I think we get to continue to broaden the perspective and definition of the word health. Um, by talking about your background and the things that, that you've accomplished as well as your business and kind of how you treat people in there. So thanks for jumping on with me today. Man, we're talking about health and I was just talking about all the cookies and wine I had last <laughs> night. Oh my goodness, this isn't this isn't off to a good start, is it? <laughs> well, we're, we're broadening the definition. Okay, so, good, good, so. good. Do as I say, not as I do. Cookies exactly. and wine, don't, don't do that. Exactly. Um, so obviously, I'm going to get into chiropractic questions because uh, your business, Marathon Chiropractic. But um, before we do that, I wanted to recap some of your background and give the listeners a grasp of where you're coming from when you talk about improving health. So uh, first question would be, did you play any sports growing up? Uh, I don't know if you play running. <laughs> Actually, I, as a kid, I tried to do every single sport in the book. I was just an active kid. I tried football. I tried baseball, basketball. We did roller hockey, biking. I mean, I just, I skied a ton, but I was a small kid and uh, and I just was awful at all of it, but I liked playing. So um, finally, when I got into high school, uh, I was weeded out of all those sports, you know, <laughs> like once they started having cuts, I was gone. And it was my, uh, my sister, who's a year younger than me in school, uh, made all state and cross country as a freshman. And then, uh, famously in our family in the running circle around us, my parents bribed me with a new set of skis to join the cross country team. Nice. And, and I was, uh, immediately successful with that. And, uh, um, you know, led Watauga High School to a state cross-country mm -hmm. title, uh, ended up running at NC State against Dr. Parker, who ran at Duke. We, uh, we raced back in, in college uh, uh, way back when. I don't know if he talked about his running days much, but... Um, he talked about how his times were faster than yours, but that was the only thing he said. Yeah, so. yeah, that's a lie, and he knows that. <laughs> <laughs> I was pretty quick. I was an All-American at NC State. Uh, my... 5k PR is uh 1350 343 for 1500 802 for 3k and those are years and years ago I don't I don't run track races nowadays and I'm not good I um I think I was just mentioning to you I went all out for a mile um on Monday and it was 437 that I ran and uh 
and which sounds fast to a lot of folks, but to me it was about 12 seconds slower than my 5k PR pace. So I was like, oh man, I'm old. So you can hold a 5k uh, just over four minutes per uh, mile. Could. Could, could, could. <laughs> I, I ran 1509 last year for 5k uh and that was kind of solo and that, i think that's about 452 53 mm -hmm. pace so i still have some wheels um I, I i learned though from monday's effort that that sort of max effort uh heart rate stuff uh is i ignore because now what i do uh, athletically is more spartan racing ocr racing you know longer endurance with the strength component in it which obviously brings me in here to crossfit mm -hmm. um semi-regularly uh <laughs> not not as regularly as i'd like but i you know i also uh you know uh do other things to help with strength as well so right to to put that in perspective so in middle school for me i played the basketball and the football but when it became baseball season i just i didn't make the cut um and so the day that the cuts were made I walk out of the locker room where the names are on the list and mine's not on there. And the track coach is standing out there and he's just smiling. He's like, so come try this. <laughs> that's how and, track coaches yeah. <laughs> that's, that's where they get their guys. Right, right. And immediately, like I was pretty good at it at the, the mid distance, the 800s, the 1600s. I was pretty good at that. But my best mile was five minutes and my best two mile was 10 and a half minutes. So I was like, South Caldwell. I was running That's against. Good. I was running against Watauga. Especially in Caldwell County, you know, where <laughs> it's not as prioritized right. as it was up here at Watauga. Watauga. I mean, I know we used to race you guys, but Watauga County, we'd have a hundred people on the cross country team. It was mm -hmm. like a social thing to do. Like we'd get fans, and this our football team was lousy back then, but we'd get fans coming to our meet with students as many as that were going to the football games. Mm -hmm. It was a. It was just a different sort of a dynamic. Yep, and 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 that's true because in my. Um, my four years in high school, there was a guy up here that could run the two mile faster than our relay team could run it. Um, <laughs> what, what year did you graduate? His last name was Brookshire. Ricky. Yes. Yeah, yes. he's good buddies with me. I was. Uh, he was a freshman when I was a senior, and uh, we both ran, we both ran at NC State together. So nice. Uh, yeah, good buddies with Ricky. So for those of you listening that that have ever run with me, like. Take what you've seen me do and, and subtract about a full minute plus off of everything that I do. And that, that's what you got with Ryan. So when you, when you were at NC State, um, how many times all ACC? Uh, seven or eight. Seven uh, or eight all ACC. Ugh, I should remember that. Um, seven or eight, and I was a walk-on, you know, because I only ran two years in high school. But um, when it came to that decision, I just wanted to go to the best school uh, running-wise that I was, you know, able to walk on to. I just figured if I'm going to run in college, I'm going to give it the best effort I can. And uh, they were willing to take me. It was in-state. So, um, you know, I obviously made huge improvements throughout the years. It was a really good team. And by the end, you know, I had a scholarship. And, uh, you know, I was, I, I'm pretty proud of the work I did at mm -hmm. NC State. And then even that, I continued running semi-professionally for a few years after that before going to chiropractic school, which is where... I, I, you know, got all my actual PRs, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, now you did, you were All-American in... 5K. 5K. Yeah. Um, and I was 1.7 sec seconds off in cross country, four places, but I don't dwell on that or anything. <laughs> right, right. It doesn't say. 1.7. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So, after college, what did exercise look like for you? You know, it was mostly track workouts. I, you know, that was the first time... Uh, uh, I had a coach that tried to incorporate actually squats uh, into the exercise, uh, into the routine. And, you know, it was for a little bit and, and I, you know, it just never stuck with me. And then I uh, ended up going to chiropractic school in Florida and 
uh, would just road race around there for prize money because I was pretty much the fastest guy in the state. So I could go out every weekend and when when they had races, you know, whatever prize money was, five hundred, a thousand bucks. So it was a nice way to supplement uh, nice. student loan uh, income. So. Uh, uh, um, but I didn't do any strength then, and I started doing actually pull-ups then. I got a pull-up bar on my porch, and uh, that's where I kind of built up some upper body strength. I was pretty consistent with that, but I just did pull-ups, push-ups, a little bit of core work down there. And uh, that ended up being a good baseline to help me transition into OCR, which uh, was a really tough transition i didn't realize how tough it was like i thought i'd be great at it and i was pretty good early on i would podium at local races win local races uh from the very beginning but um i really didn't make my breakthrough in ocr till i addressed full body strength you know and i started doing squats and deadlifts and mm -hmm. i think my concern all those years was I was always a little bit bigger of a runner you know weighing 145 150 at 5'9 and my concern was i would just get big and massive because mm -hmm. when I lifted weights in high school I pretty much stopped because I was developing pecs and I was becoming big I was like oh, this isn't good for a runner and then uh I was just wrong about that you know as I started lifting uh I didn't gain weight um I was probably leaner from that and then I, I realized how bad I was after like a big heavy carry in a Spartan race where you're carrying those 50 pound sandbags for a quarter mm -hmm. mile I realized how uh uh um week I was afterwards because I would just break down and I wasn't running fast afterwards. And once I got stronger, I would run through those and I would just toss those bags down and I'd be running out of it. And that was a, that was a big turning point for me in OCR going from just a, you know, a guy that won local races and who might contend at bigger national races to a guy that's expected to podium at, at pretty much any race I ever go to, you know? So what did the transition look like from signing up for the obstacle course races, the Spartan races to now you know, being sponsored nationally, internationally winning and all this other stuff. What, what was that transition like for you? It was gradual. You know, it wasn't like there was any sort of, you know, overnight breakthrough. But once I kind of started addressing the strength stuff, like it, it, I was, when I started, like my first race I finished was at this age group championships down in, it was actually in Winsboro, South Carolina. And I finished third in that race. I beat like six of the Spartan pro team guys. Um, you know, I was, I said I was third right in that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I was already like pretty good, but then sometimes I'd go to these races and it was always something happening, you know, like I'd be doing good and then we'd have a double sandbag and I'd just get embarrassed on it, you know, or would there be some sort of, they introduce a 400 pound tire and, and that's what really actually got me doing more strength work because it was a race with a double sandbag and a tire. And, you know, I went to the double sandbag in the lead and I came out in like 20th place and then I did burpees on the tire and I'm like, I've just got to be stronger. You know, this is ridiculous. I can't compete. And then all of a sudden, once I got, you know, a, a deadlift and a squat, you know, it built real quickly because I hadn't been doing it for years. Mm -hmm. And then at that point, it was just, all right, now these things that I would lose ground on, like I'm not losing ground at all. I'm, I'm maintaining and uh, it just came down to running after that. And since I was still, I'm still at 41, a fast runner, especially relative to those guys, it was, uh, you know, as I was a guy that then went from, you know, Mike get on the podium if it's a good course for him to a guy that's, you know, you would expect to be on the podium at any major national race or world championship. Right. What's your... Uh biggest outcome so far from these obstacle course races uh last year at the age of 40 i w won the spartan north american championships so i am the 
I guess I'm still the North American champion because they yeah. don't have races. So, <laughs> <laughs> woohoo! Uh, that's <laughs> and I've also I won the Spartan U.S. Uh, series as well the year before that. So U.S. National Series champion, North American champion. Um, haven't really had a good race at the World Championships. It's at elevation and and uh, you know things just haven't worked out my way uh, there. But uh, if I can. If they get races back and I don't age too quickly over the next year with the cookies and wine, you know, like I'm still, I still think I can contend at any race I show up at just because, uh, I'm fairly fast. What, what about the sponsorships? How, how's that been for you? Oh, it's awesome, man. I've got great sponsors that support me. Uh, one of my oldest sponsors is Endurly and they make, uh, endurance strength supplements so you know they've got a pre-workout that i never even had taken a pre-workout till i got their uh formula before performerly it's the name of it caffeine beets it's just it's delicious and i think it really works it gives me energy and keeps me you know some of those days where you just don't feel like getting out there you have some performerly and you're just you're going uh he also you know has a creatine supplement that's a high quality creatine and i've started taking that over the years uh not a full five gram dose, but two and a half, which, uh, you know, you won't gain as much water weight, mm -hmm. but you get the hydration in the muscles. So it actually helps quite a bit with endurance, uh, cramping, you know, long distance, having that sort of hydration and a little bit of the explosiveness, which is, you know, really good on obstacles where you might only be on them for a couple seconds, just swinging through. Uh, you know, I think the creatine is very beneficial for that or a heavy tire flip, you know, where you're just flipping it real quickly and He's got a recovery drink uh, that's a blend of just sugars, uh, aminos, pr uh, protein. He's got a whey that's, uh, you know, high quality as well. So it's a, it's a great company. I mean, I take so many of their products. He's got a joint supplement in there and an immune supplement. Like, I, I live off his products. It's fantastic. And then I've got this other company, Attack, which does... They've got vegan uh, products, but they've got bars, which, you know, are my breakfast a lot of times on race mor or run mornings, race mornings. Uh, I just love them. They taste delicious and they're super healthy. Uh, I've got Riverbend CBD. CBD, I think, oh, is yeah. something... I, I sell it in my office and I take it. Uh, I think it's just good for... Um, especially at the age of 41, all the little aches that you get here and there, like little minor tweaks. I, I think it just does a good job reducing inflammation and keeping those at bay. A lot of the research has been, you know, geared towards arthritis on, on CBD and it's really positive, but now they're doing a lot more with athletics and that's kind of where I'm at, you know, especially at 41 you know, is trying to keep my body healthy. And then, uh, I got a shoe sponsor VJ, which is probably, the best uh technical trail running shoe out there in the market all the top guys are wearing them and uh, i'm super fortunate to have like this sort of perfect blend of companies supporting me that not only you know are they you know giving me product giving me money but they're also the products i would buy and use if i were just you know uh out there competing for myself and not trying to win championships right so super lucky and talking about the CBD part of it, that's a good segue into, um, so the running is, you do the running stuff, you do the races stuff, but you also have a business that, yeah. that you run. Um, and what I think is cool about it, and the reason I really wanted to, to get on the conversation with you is, um, the chiropractic field, I think for myself and for a lot of people is, you go in and you get your spine cracked, and, yeah. and then you go back out, and that's just something that you do when something's out of line, Right. Um, and as we've talked and as I've watched you more and more, I think it's a cool conversation today about you keep saying health and your body being healthy and you're 41 and all this other stuff. And so um, that's where I wanted to go with the conversation. But I wanted to know, how did you get in the chiropractic field? 
Well, that, yeah, that's uh, so that's exactly uh, how I didn't get into chiropractic was by just cracking and popping your back. I'd had that done, but it was uh, when I was in college, uh, it was my senior year and I started getting knee pain mid season and uh, I just didn't know what it was. So we, uh, we, we're in NC State in Raleigh, North Carolina, and there was this person that they would send some of the top athletes to in Fairfax, Virginia, like three, four hours away. Um, we all thought he was a witch doctor. We didn't know what he was. So we, uh, I was sent up there midweek, uh, cause I couldn't run. I was one of the top guys and, uh, he did, uh, some active release technique on me, Graston technique. He did laser, some manipulation, and I was running the next day. Uh, so that it turned out he was a chiropractor, <laughs> not a witch not doctor, a witch chiropractor, but that's what really got me, uh, piqued my interest in chiropractic was not just so much the manipulation, but the other tools that are at your disposal in terms of treating soft tissue, treating other things that weren't spinal. And that, um, from the day, you know, I started my practice about 12 years ago now, uh, that was always a priority for me. You know, I do the ART, I do the grass and, uh, you know, I've got a laser in the office and, and even I keep expanding on that. Uh, so just a month and a half ago, I opened, uh, in a new location. We, uh, expanded, we have more parking now, but I have a lot more space. And so at 41, I, I'm doing everything I can to keep myself healthy. And a lot of that, when I travel, my ankles swell up because I've had an old, old avulsion fracture in the distal fibula. So it just swells. So I've been going to these races and I'll get in whole body cryotherapy beforehand. And it just, I feel great afterwards. I run well afterwards. So as I get more space, I decided to get a, a whole body cryotherapy chamber, you know, uh, compression, Norma Tech compression, you know, again, for recovery. Uh, I was, yeah, I love the compression boots. I've been, I actually bought uh, the boots for my office like a year and a half ago so that I can just use them by myself in my house for the last year and a half. Uh, and now I'm making those available to the public as well. Um, I just took a dry needling course because one of my chiropractic buddies is like total game changer for, you know, Achilles tendonitis, which I've had a little bit of this past uh, few months, uh, you know, lateral epicondylitis, uh, uh, patellar tendonitis, uh, you know, the, the ischial tuberosity sits sort of pain. Uh, so I went to that seminar and I've been needling my Achilles. It feels great, you know, like, and now I'm offering that to my patient base as well. So we've opened up a whole new recovery lounge, which is, you could look at it as just the tools I've been using to keep myself healthy as I get older, but it's now, you know, available to the public as well. And I'm going to keep, that's kind of how my practice has gone though, from my initial experience with chiropractic and soft tissue work to now this recovery stuff, which I use a lot of. And, uh, uh, I think if it's something that I like and I'm going to use, I have a feeling that it'll be successful in the community as well for people who are doing CrossFit, uh, and, and having little tweaks and injuries here and there to help keep them healthy. So mm -hmm. just today in talking to people about you coming on here, I had a question about the dry needling and I had a question about the cryo. Yeah. Um, so I know that the interest so is so stoked there. on those two things too, man. Yeah. They're, 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 they're cool. They're fun. And I think they're really effective. So what do they do? Um, so cryotherapy is basically like ice therapy. So, you know, you've, you've probably done, you know, full body ice tank, you know, oh, for yeah. recovery. So it's just two minutes of liquid nitrogen being dumped on you, getting to a negative 180 degrees, blood shunts to your core away from your extremities. And then it comes back in there. So it, it's essentially reducing inflammation in there. You could look at it that way. Um, the dry needling. So 
Uh, yeah, I didn't realize how deep those needles went until I did a <laughs> seminar. Uh, I'll just, I'll describe it like this. You know, it's acupuncture needles that you're going in there and you're, you're creating an acute inflammatory response in muscle or tendon, uh, by basically just poking it and poking around and you're finding knots and trigger points in there and you're creating an acute inflammatory response here. So you're changing the inflammatory mediators from something that's been chronically inflamed to something acutely inflamed and that can help recover and get better faster. Um, so yeah, and uh, that was the cool experience I had at the seminar with my Achilles. It was needling my, uh, we needled every muscle in our body for that to learn. Ooh. And it, it, I mean, you know, it's, it, it doesn't hurt that bad, but it's just kind of like you get worn out of it. But every muscle was pretty much the same, little sore afterwards, nothing too bad, but it was my calf on my bad Achilles side, the medial uh, side of the gastroc just it felt like a charley horse afterwards. It was so knotted up. I could barely walk on it. And uh, it just responded differently than everywhere else in my body. And uh, as soon as that calmed down, it just seemed to release and loosen up the entire calf muscle. And and my Achilles has been, you know, great ever since. So I'm I'm excited to stab more people. Get Hopefully they'll get the same results I've been getting out of it. And like I said, that's kind of why I got into this profession and why I've opened up and done so much more of this new stuff is if it works for me, it's going to work for other people. Right. And then the compression sleeves. Yeah. Uh, recovery again, just... Just like compression socks, you know, uh, reducing uh, inflammation and edema in there, you know, basically sending uh, all that back to the core. So compression is a good tool for recovery as well. Compression elevate. You know, when you, if you just have an injury, a, a major one like an ankle sprain, you know, it's the old traditional rice, you know, rest, ice, compress, elevate. Yep. So that's, that's a big part of this compression. And as a more maintenance tool, uh, you know, if you've got more micro traumas you know uh just from wear and tear you know whenever you're strengthening a muscle that's kind of what your hap is happening in there and you just micro tears in there so it just helps with recovery as well okay um why is so shifting gears a little bit into the the uh, adjustments side of it yeah why is it important to uh, for us to care about spinal health you know, alignment or talk, talk to us about it's, it's more than just cracking your back. You know, like that's my lay understanding of it. What, what is chiropractic work and why does it matter to us? Yeah. I mean, if you're putting a heavy load on your back, if you're, you're, if you're doing heavy Olympic lifting, uh, and you're out of alignment, you know, pelvic rotation is a common thing that most people come in with, you know, just, you know, it's, it, you can have misalignments in your body uh, and you, you can function fine with it, but it just leaves you more vulnerable towards uh, getting that eventual injury in your, and you know, deadlifting is great for the back, but it's also the most common injury that walks into my office, right. you know, uh, you know, that if you've got that misalignment in there, you're just more vulnerable. And as you break down, as you fatigue, that makes it, you know, that much more likely that you're going to eventually, you know, have that injury in there. The other thing that, we, you know, it's not just low back and pelvic rotation, which is a major thing that's easy to see, that's easy to work on. You know, a lot of people nowadays, they're doing the same thing. They're on their phones, they're on their computers, they're reading books, they're driving a lot. So you get what they call the tech neck, you know, where everything's gone anterior, shoulders have gone anterior, head's going anterior, mid-back is always aching, your cervical thoracic transition area is always aching. And again, that just leaves you more vulnerable, you know, keeping a good upright posture, keeping yourself strong in, in the core and... Uh, keeping the alignment good in your back, I mean, it just keeps you healthier. Um, For those of you who can't see, I wish you could see that he just looked at me the way I'm sitting because I'm doing exactly what he just the described. The anterior shoulder roll, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he, <laughs> Sorry about that. Me as his I, middle image I tried as not to do that with my eyes, you know, but yeah, I guess they gave me away. Sorry about that. <laughs> okay, so it, it helps us to 
prevent injuries by being better aligned. Uh, it just helps you feel better too. I mean, yeah. like even right now, like just, you know, sitting here for a few minutes, you know, I'm, I'm feeling myself wanting to straighten up in that mid back, you know, it's just, just something that everyone kind of deals a little bit with. You'd be surprised how many students we see with the mid back stuff, but you know, it's not really surprising because everything they do now, their classes are online. They're just in front of the computer all day, computers, phones, everything they're doing is just curving their spine forward and putting a lot of stress in their mid back. So there's, there's the feeling good aspect of it. There's the function aspect of it as that, as that compression occurs in there, your, your lung fields aren't going to expand and open up as much. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot beyond just, uh, feeling good though, that especially when it comes to exercise and function. I've been told, and, and I was curious what your opinion is that, that your spinal alignment can also have impact on like your organs and other parts of your body. Yeah. So, I mean, anytime you have, most of the time what we see with uh, nerves is, you know, radiation down your arms, legs, you know, across the ribs, uh, you know, from nerve compression like that. But you've got to keep in mind uh, these nerves send and receive signals uh, throughout your body. So, uh, you know, those are oftentimes more noticeable and more distinct for patients. You know, they'll say, yeah, this is numbness down here and say the thumb and pointer finger and you were going C5 for that. But uh, the same sort of thing can be said about the visceral organs. You know, if you've got compression on a nerve in your thoracic spine or dysfunction in there, it could affect the visceral organs. Now, I mean, I'm not going to say, you know, if you've got GERD, come in and get your back adjusted. That's, that's not correct. That's not the appropriate protocol. But if there is, you know, a thoracic, you know, impingement on a nerve, it could affect, you know, digestion. It could affect lots of different things uh, in the visceral system. And then, uh, you know, it could potentially be something that uh, 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 correction of the alignment might help. So uh, there is nerve send and receive signals to both muscles, uh, to your brain, you know, about proprioception and to your visceral organs. So there is that component to it. Um, but again, I'm never going to go out and advertise like we're going to fix your GERD, you know, like that's, that's not appropriate, but there are times that that has happened in my office, you know, the visceral function changes and, you know, patients are telling me, I'm just like, Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> you know, it's really cool when it happens, but, uh, you know, I've got to make sure I toe the line of uh, appropriateness on that. Right. Absolutely. And I think I see it personally from, from just kind of the ex experiential side of it, um, where my disc injury and everything is. I do have a lot of stomach problems, digestive Where's your problems. disc injury? L5-S1. L5-S1, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and those actually don't even feed, uh, those nerve roots go down your legs. Uh, right. So they don't feed into the, uh, innervate the stomach, but you could also have other things going on in there, but those are usually going to go down the uh, outsides of your legs, okay. those nerve roots. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, who knows what else is going right. on in there. Right. Um, that's that's, a, that's a common one to have, though. That's probably the most common disc injury that people have is at, at the base of the spine down there. Okay. How'd you do that? Um, I was on my knees wrestling a suspect and got hit from the side by another officer, and it depleted it. Yes. Yeah. Ouch. Yep. But it might be all the candy canes that I eat now. All right. <laughs> candy canes, huh? Man, <laughs> who would eat that stuff? Just yeah. stick to cookies and wine. Cookies and wine. <laughs> <laughs> um... Why is moving better it's important to living an everyday life um, for instead of just like a world-class Spartan racer? Why should our everyday person care about you know, the, the, the types of stuff that you do? I mean, exercise in general, you're going to age better, you know, healthier heart, you know, you're going to be stronger, you're, you're, you know, 
the body likes to move. So, uh, giving it what it wants, you know, is just going to be a better long-term outcome. You know, I know people will say, you know, doing CrossFit, you're going to get injured, but you know, injury from activity is one thing, you know, injury from being sedentary is a lot harder to fix and correct, uh, than it is from exercise related injuries. So much better long-term outcome in terms of your health, your heart, your mind, body, like the whole, whole system does better with exercise and moving. So, uh, you don't see folks that are, you know, older who exercise a lot with the same issues that you do the, the folks that really just didn't take care of their, their body, uh, their entire life, you know, and I, I see that every day in my office and, you know, it's, uh, it's a hard, it's, it's a hard thing to pick up late in life, you know, exercise. So, you know, sure. starting early is best, but it, there's, you know, it's, it's never too late to start. Uh, but it, you know, for a lot of folks who haven't, you know, their idea, uh, their starting point and maybe even their finishing point is going for walks, you know, and that, you know, that's, uh, it's hard to build on that. So I would, uh, I would encourage, you know, obviously anyone to start exercising, uh, and do all they can to build strength and, and it's going to help have a stronger core. It's going to help keep your back healthier. It's going to, yeah. And forget about the mind, you know, like that's it's just, you know, running is my mental relief. You know, it always clears the, clears the brain whenever you're stressed about whatever's going in life on in life, you know, today there's a political election you know, and, uh, you know, those things, you know, go for a run. It always clears your mind, makes you feel better. Mm-hmm. What about the stuff that you guys do at your office? Is that something that should be done as a routine or preventative kind of measure instead of reactive? Uh, you know, there is preventative adjusting that we do. Uh, a lot of folks do a great job of it. You know, some folks just wait till they get injured and come in. I mean, it, everyone kind of varies in what their thing is. You know, if it's, if it's you know, postural, then, you know, preventative stuff is going to be better, uh, you know, because you, you you don't want to have that breakdown over the course of time. So if you can get in there and do some stuff to keep it good, um, you know, if, if you, if you have pretty decent alignment, you're good, strong, you know, you might not need as much preventative stuff, but uh, it just kind of depends on the person, what they do, what their injuries are. Uh, and, uh, you know, again, it, it depends on what, uh, therapies we're using for them too, you know? So, um, uh, you know, you could do cryotherapy and compression, you know, after any sort of workout, you know, even feeling great, you know, just to help recovery so you can bounce back to the next one. I mean, recovery is, is huge in terms of being able to train and build and get better. So, uh, there's, there's different variations in levels, uh, of treatment for everybody. So. And early on, you mentioned the active release and the Graston. Yeah. You still do all of that, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's huge. Active release is essentially, uh, I guess I should explain a little bit, but simply put, it's kind of shortening a muscle, trigger point in it, deep pressure, stretching the muscle. So it's kind of like a massage technique with a range of motion in there. And it does a great job of loosening up muscles. Uh, it's been super effective for me over the years, a lot of different conditions. Graston is a metal tool. Uh, I usually prefer to use it on, uh, you know, really more like fascias, like IT bands, plantar fasciitis, gets great results out of those. Uh, pretty painful though. It's a metal tool that, you know, you put an emollient on the skin so it doesn't, you know, rub it too much and stick to it, but you're scraping, uh, you're scraping these fascias or even muscle bellies or tendons. Uh, and you'll feel, uh, it, it's kind of cool because it is therapeutic, but it's also kind of diagnostic. You'll feel knots, uh, adhesions in there. The patients always know, Ooh, that's a spot. Mm -hmm. So, but it's a little bit barbaric, you know, it causes bruising and stuff and it hurts. And sometimes, uh, it hurts, but in a good way, you know, so <laughs> sometimes patients are cussing me or crying, you know, but it's all, it's all good if they feel better in the end. Right. 
So if you had one piece of advice to give to the listeners in general, from your experience, your expertise, what would be one takeaway from Ryan Woods? Cookies and wine. Cookies and wine. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, you know, I think, uh, I don't know, to put it, uh, one piece of advice, you know, that's always tough, but, you know, you could say, you know, you get out there and exercise, but really it's have fun in what you're doing, you know, find something you like, you know, if it's trail running, getting out there, exploring mountains, you know, covering ground, if it's lifting heavy weights, whatever it is, find, find something you're passionate about, you know, something that really makes exercise enjoyable and pursue that, you know, and build in that. There's so many different exercises, so many different ways to work out that can, that can help you long-term and to keep you healthy. So you just got to find what works for you and what's fun, you know, if it's, it, it can be, you know, league softball, you know, at least you're getting out there and moving and, uh, whatever it is, just find it and, and pursue it. What's the future look like for you? Future? I don't know, man. Uh, just more fun, you know. Uh, events are hard to find. Uh, I was telling you about I'm doing this OCR Stars right now where I'm running this mile all out. Uh, Hunter McIntyre, he, he was one of the invites to the games last year, and he's put this on. But it's a mile all out this week. Next week, it's a grip workout. And the week after that, it's a time trial. And the week after that, it's a what's called mountain climbers with a bunch of burpees and stuff. And, uh, not only am I doing that right now, like Saturday, I'm going to do a 10 hour adventure race down to Lake James. So, uh, that's going to be running, biking and, and paddling. Uh, um, I think there's a savage race coming up an obstacle race that mm -hmm. I'll be doing. So I'm just, when if events are happening, I'm going to sign up, do them and I'll just keep myself, uh, keep moving forward, you know, one event at a time. So how do the listeners find you? You talked about the new building and everything like that. Where Where is it? How do they get in touch with you? Yeah, uh, 330 West King Street. So it's the in Boone, it's the new building across from uh, First Baptist Church, the King Street Flats, uh, Marathon Chiropractic. You can go to our website. It's uh, I'm, I'm trying to do some updates on it. I don't have the recovery stuff on there yet. Uh, MarathonChiropractic.com. Uh, we've got an Instagram page for that. We're starting to do more posts with. Uh, my staff is. They're doing a great job with that. And, uh, you know, I'm on Instagram, RJ Woodsy. Uh, you can see some of my antics on there. And, uh, uh, yeah, you know, the old Google. You'll find us on the Google. Yep. And I'm going to put a link to the website in the podcast notes, too. Cool. So I'll try so and update it there. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've got the new location at least on there. I'm not very tech savvy, so. That's what matters. Yeah, all right. So this has been a cool conversation for me because I love seeing, especially in person, seeing the excitement and the passion you have when you talk about your races, but also when you talk about the techniques and the ways that you are here helping people. Um, and the one thing I want people to take away is the importance of taking care of yourself, you know, taking care of your body and not, not exercising because of something hurts or whatever, finding a way to, to feel better so that you can keep doing the things that one are fun and two, you know, keep your body moving and oiled and, and all that stuff. So that's, that's always the challenge too, is, is listening to your body and knowing when to push, when to kind of get help, you know, those little aches and pains, you know, is this something that, you know, is, is just, you know, sore muscle or is this, you know, injury. And that's always, that's always a challenge for everybody, including me. So, uh, it's, it's a tough one to figure out. Well, now they know where they can go to get some of those aches and pains relieved and hopefully they'll come find you over there and in the meantime keep training hopefully you drop in here a little bit more and uh i'm shooting for once a week man i, I promise you can bring your cookies and wine with you that's, <laughs> that's trouble <laughs> <laughs>
I might stay in here more often then. <laughs> right, right. Very cool. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed it. And if you have any questions, reach out to Ryan and connect with him. Come ask us. And keep taking care of your bodies. Keep doing what you can to be in control of your long-term health.